Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Sovereign Divinity podcast episode. And this week, I have featured guest Brian Mears. Brian is a dad of three plus one, a visionary artist and an acupuncturist. He is a native, a Colorado native who has dabbed in art for his whole life. And after earning his master's of science in oriental medicine in 2007 from Southwest Acupuncture College in Boulder, he set forth building a career in the healing art of acupuncture. And through various turbulent twists in life, Brian discovered a love of drawing highly detailed artwork focused on various expressions of sacred geometry and the inner connectivity of the human spirit. Most of his art originates as an inspired vision that flashes in front of him with, with, with him moving through when he's moving through his daily life. These visionary pieces take over a hundred hours to render and are extremely difficult to articulate over a computer screen. In 2020, Brian picked up a paintbrush for the first time since grade school to create a large commission mandala for an acupuncture patient. Since then, he had produced numerous paintings along with his detailed ink drawings. Brian draws for, for a minimum of an hour a day as a form of meditative self-care in preparation for his days of treating patients and being a single dad of three kids. Join me in this episode as we continue our chat with light language. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Sovereign Divinity Podcast. This is your girl, Abigail. And this week, I have an amazing, I mean, I always have amazing guests. So you should be prepared that whoever I'm going to be chatting with is amazing, right? Because I draw that type of people to me. Um, I have Brian Mears. And did I say your last name right? Did I get that? Yes, ma'am, you did. Good, good. So I have Brian Mears here with me, and he is a dad of three plus one, <laughs> a visionary and an amazing acupuncturist. And you can even see one of his artwork, which is infused with light, light codes and light language behind him. And he's going to talk uh, more about that during our chat. So welcome, Brian. Welcome. Thank you so very much. It's great to be able to be here. So let's just dive in. Let's just start talking about this delicious topic of light codes and light language. How did it begin with you? How did they come in? Um, it's an interesting story. Uh, before I was introduced to light language, I kept getting um, visions and downloads that were showing up in my artwork. Um, and it was not the, the written light language that a lot of people are used to, but I'd see an entire image would just flash and, and front of my eyes yes. and then I'd spend like 100 plus hours rendering that. Um, at one point in time, I guess it was about two, three years ago, um, there's a, a light language uh, YouTube channel that I follow, uh, Marlene Cohen, Crowen. I think there's an R and a Crowen. Um, and she actually had how to activate light language inside of yourself and she had that light message on her YouTube piece. I had watched that, um, that was a Friday night. I actually couldn't speak English for three days. Um, fortunately, my kiddos weren't with me at the time. Um, trying to let it <laughs> um, and everything was just coming out as light language. It was a huge upgrade, uh, huge uh, awareness shifts and everything else that was happening at that time. 
Um, by Monday morning, I realized, oh, I got to go be in front of people and talk with them. And I actually, it was strange trying to figure out how to speak English again. Um, and for whatever reason, I, I remembered some of my Spanish from high school years um, and was able to drop in and say a couple of things in Spanish. And that was enough to pop me out of it. But then I could go back into English. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, at this point in time, it flows quite freely. I will actually think in light language uh, on occasion. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, using it in clinic is, uh, I don't use that quite as much with my patients as far as letting them hear the verbal, but I've got a lot of my artworks, uh, pieces of artwork uh, around the office itself. So these vibrational codes will show up yes. um, and engage with them. Uh, on occasion, somebody will need something that I'm not able to achieve with uh, needles themselves. Uh, yes. and, or with the, the counseling that I normally do. And then from that, then the light language will, will be indicated. And it's quite clear, like a, a knock, hey, dude, you got to take it to the next level. And so we'll let that come out. Um, weird them out for a couple of seconds, but then they feel better and it works. <laughs> that is so cool. So you were, it's like you were, it almost feels like it was your soul language that was activated and it just like came out powerfully and you were just in that vortex for, that is beautiful. I don't think I've heard that ever before. Like you were, oh, you were like stuck in there <laughs> for a while yeah, I, I, and you just, Yeah. Yeah, I, the weekends that I don't have my kids, I really go deep and it's lots of meditation, ah. lots of self-care. And so it wasn't abnormal to drop into that space. Yes. The addition of light language and I, my dog's looking at me like I'm crazy. He's like, no, I, I just need to go to the bathroom. There's like you know, garbles coming out as far as what he's hearing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was an interesting weekend. Wow. What an experience of awakening. Absolutely. Wow. That... That just, it, it blows my mind. So from there, from that point of awakening, and then how, when did you, did you have like this inclination that you need to share it with the world? Or did you feel more like, well, maybe I should just keep this to myself for a little bit. How, how did you, where did you move from there? Um, most of it, I was keeping to myself, um, part of it, because mm -hmm. it was so strange, so weird, uh, difficult for me to articulate what was going on, even though intellectually I could understand, but you know, the harmonics and the vibrations that the frequencies were um, new, right? So I hadn't uh, come across that. And then I noticed I was writing light language when I was actually doing shading on one of my pieces, the big goddess grove, the, mount, the, the huge tree, uh, as I'm shading yes. in, the, um, in the tree, uh, the, the leaves on the tree. And it was suddenly like, oh, I've seen this before. And then so I spent some time researching it and uh, instead of having it be so overlapped, like you would do with shading a tree, I started spreading it out a little bit. Uh, and then it's worked its way into every piece of artwork I've made since then. Wow. I mean, listeners and those of you who are watching, especially if you're watching, I actually, this is the interview that I invite you to find it on YouTube and watch it because he's going to show some of his amazing work. Like when I started seeing them pop, I was like, oh my God. Like, I think every time you post something, I'm like, wow. Like I, <laughs> I always put, cause it just, it blows my mind. It goes beyond what we think art should be. Like it literally speaks to you and the amount of frequency and energy that is pulsating through your work is mind-blowing it's activating it is it's just incredible so I'm excited for everyone to get to experience what I have been experiencing for a while so 
So for you, you definitely use it in your artwork and you said you're able to write it and you speak it too. Is there any other ways that you also express it? Um, I also play the Rav, very amateur level, but uh, I've noticed that sometimes in playing that, then light language ends up coming through uh, as well. Um, Beautiful. And clinically, um, like I mentioned earlier, I, I think in light language on occasion. And so there's a moment of pause of, here's a message and now I have to translate it not only from the Chinese knowledge that I had to have from acupuncture yes. school, but also into the human that's in front of me and the English piece that, they, that they're needing. Um, wow, that's a lot of work. At least it feels like a lot of work for me, like it receiving is. it and then, yeah, and then bringing it down all the way so you'll be able to um, transcribe it so that the person in front of you can receive it and understand it. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my mind is blown a, a bit here, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> what this a gift. So, so, wow. I love, because you're basically showing us, you're, you're showing us how expensive this gift can be and how unlimited it is. You know, at the beginning, you know, like we can go on YouTube and just listen to someone speak it, you know, and maybe hear someone sing it. But, and then it, you know, when you just starting it can limit you because you're like oh i'm supposed to just speak it oh i'm just supposed to sing it oh i'm supposed to write it down this way and it kind of limits or puts a box on it but when right. you expand it's like these are so there's so many ways that it can come out and you're showing that right now it's just incredible thank you <laughs> a, um, yeah one of my teachers uh first day of acupuncture school um, after he spent 15 minutes teaching us or telling us why he was um, qualified to be our, our uh, instructor, um, said, you know, there's three bits of information uh, or three things you need to know to be successful as an acupuncturist. One of them is you have to be some, uh, humble to succeed. That makes mm. sense, right? We can't do the acupuncture piece here, hold my beer and watch what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the other one was you have to become the medicine, which is, of course, embracing all of the knowledge that's within that uh, and all yes. the, you know, the well-detailed uh, and well-chronicled uh, information that they've, they've accumulated over the years. And then he said, more important than those first two is you've got to chop off your head because this mm. medicine doesn't come from what resonates between your, or what you know between your ears. It resonates out of that sacred space inside of your chest. Um, and I took that as one of the um, sort of mantras of my life. Uh, and so when this first started happening, yes, it's verbal. Um, but then how else can I let that sacred space that I house inside of my chest resonate in all aspects? Um, yes. And that's, uh, that's where it's flowed into the artwork. That's where it's flowed into most of life. And kids, every, my kids every now and then will look at me and go, Dad, English. Oh, right. Sorry. Wasn't got to translate when I'm at home. Sometimes. <laughs> just hold up. Let me just translate it real quick. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Um, and was there in your journey, was there any points where you, you felt like challenged by it, but perhaps you, you're like, ah, I don't know what people will think about me. If I speak this, I don't know, you know, especially being an acupuncturist too. Like yeah. how, what are some um, insecurities that you faced? Yeah, uh, huge amount of vulnerability, right? You're opening yourself up. Here's something strange. You may not have heard. You may have never heard of it. Or within America, a lot of people hear about it. Uh, um, speaking in tongues from a, a Christian perspective. Yes. Um, I had never resonated with that piece of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd actually, outside of my children, I'd shared it with a woman that I was dating for the first time, actually on a hike in the woods that we had done. 
Um, and that was a huge moment of vulnerability for me. Here's a woman that I love and care for, and we're in a very sacred space. And it flowed out, um, very magical moment. Um, and then, you know, I tried sharing it with patients initially, they didn't always embrace it. And so I kind of found the happy medium with them, but putting it in artwork, they don't, people don't see it um, yes. unless they're able to see it. And so the, yes. the, there's a, a shielding of the vulnerability, right? You like it great. You don't like it great. Um, you know, here's the, the written message. And if they ask, what is that? I can just say it's, it's an ancient language that I happen to know how to write. I love that. I love that because it, it is an ancient language. Absolutely. Universal language, it feels like. Um, oh, that is so amazing. So you have the acupuncture and then you have this. How did, how did they go hand in hand? Like, I want you to kind of give me an example. Like, I can see how it can flow in and kind of work with each other and support each other and boost each other. How does it work like for you when you bring those two together? Um, to start with, when somebody walks into my office, I have a five foot mandala that I've drawn on my wall uh, back behind my desk and it's got light language in, uh, inserted inside of all of it. And that's designed to kind of strip off the shadow self. Yes. So people come in and there's protection, you know, let's leave the shadow at the door. There's the coat check. Uh, and then we move into the office space. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, you know, um, sitting down with me in an acupuncture room is way different than anything I learned in school. Um, yes. A lot of acupuncturists are talking about just, you know, the physical, how's, uh, you know, are you sleeping okay? What are your bowel movements like? Where's your pain? Are you sleeping? Those type of things. Um, and I uh, have always in my entire career, even before light language came on, dive deeper, right? What are the messages that we're trying to get from those spaces? Um, and that's a lot of the translation that comes through. Um, yeah. you know, as an example, I'm seeing a huge amount of shoulder pain recently. Um, and we know from acupuncture world, um, the, uh, small intestine vessel controls mm -hmm. the scapula, which is a large portion of shoulder movement. Small intestine in Chinese medicine is sorting the pure from the impure, also in yes. Western medicine. What's good for us, what's nutrients, and what's waste material? But people that are coming in with that space, you know, it's the, they're having a difficulty with flexibility, right? Shoulders the greatest range of motion in the human body, and they can't be flexible with, this is actually good for me, and this is waste. And um, the light language really helps to define, and the translation gives me the correct words and hopefully the correct order to say yes. the right thing at the right time to the right person. Um, and then the needles, I really feel in my clinic, the needles are almost extra. Yeah. Oh, totally. The message is the communication. It's the talk that we have. Um, and then here's the message, go sit down and relax. I'll take care of the, the 3d physical stuff that you're dealing with. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and then they go on from there. It is true though. Like I feel like the needles, it's like the 3D bridge, basically. I remember in clinic, I know my clients, like I had a set of people who just wanted to work with me. And when they were asked, they're like, well, she, she does more than just the needles. And I always felt that. I always felt like, I felt like I could even do it without the needles. Like there's so much of what I was doing was more of the frequency of the energy medicine coming through for them. And they would have so like the, the, the results were just incredible. And they would ask for me because of that. And I remember I had an amazing teacher um, and he really helped me to kind of bring those two worlds, like just the, the logical part of the medicine, which, you know, when you're in school, that is what you're learning. Like you're in that zone, you're learning, you're taking it in. And he was able to help me bring in my spiritual side to go with it. And 
the way he brought it together was just so beautiful. And up to now, like, I'm so grateful that um, he took me under his wings as a mentor, which I don't even think he thought he was doing, right? <laughs> it's, it's just such a powerful medicine. And when you open up, when you really open, like after you have the foundation and you open up, there's just so much more that you can oh, yeah. do with it. And you, you were showing that. Yeah, you are a great example of how, amazing and potent that medicine can be when you combine it with all of your gifts. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had a, uh, an opportunity to look deeper into the medicine and what we learned is TCM is very easy to test on, right? You know, this yes. point does these 10 things, this point does these 15 things, mm -hmm. memorize, regurgitate, um, but very formulaic um, and look deeper at it uh, more at the Huang Dene Jing, the 2000 year old series of scrolls right, that that's sort of the canon of medicine that all, a lot of us is based upon and realize that the information that was in there is not TCM. Mm. Um, looked into the history of it. Uh, Chairman Mao is part of the uh, uh, communist revolution and getting rid of the, the four traditionals. Traditional medicine is one of those, of course. Um, and he hired a lackey to go find uh, all the acupuncturists and herbalists and kill them. Because of course, if they're dead, the medicine doesn't survive. Mm-hmm. Few years later, he discovered that uh, was a bit extreme. We still need something to be able to treat, um, you know, this populace. So he hired the same guy to go find the people he couldn't find the first time around. Literally put him in a prison in Beijing and said, "Now come up with a medicine that's going to work for the Communist Manifesto." And so a lot of the spirituality of the medicine was was stripped out of it. Yes. And the prime example of that is all the points along either side of the sternum all have spirit in the name. Right. Yes. Um, and of course, in school, it's good for cough and you know scrofula, which is similar to to pneumonia. Um, yes. But it's spirit storehouse and spirit granary and and all of these other you know very uh, poetically beautiful names. Oh man. <laughs> you know, if somebody has lost a loved one and you push on those points, one of them is going to hurt like crazy, and that's where that person's spirit was connected into us. Yes. Oh, I have chills. Yes. Yes. Like this is what he taught me. Like it was all the neck and the, the chest. And then there was points in the back too, but he would like, yeah, I would, I needed it. So he would like do some of the treatments on me. And I'm just like, why isn't anyone teaching this? Why isn't, but not everyone is ready for that. Not everyone is to, is ready to expand, to receive that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, but that was that was the communist piece of that is that they're looking at trying to westernize an Eastern medicine. Uh. And so in trying to do that, it needed to be formulaic. Right. So it wasn't this space of we can get to deeper knowledge of the emotions and spirit uh, and helping those to be able to calm the mind and settle the body. Um, it was no, this is just formula. Right. You've got a, you know, a sore throat. You're going to take these herbs. You've got yes. a sore throat. You're going to use these points. Um, and you know, that's what we had to memorize and regurgitate, but how do you teach the spirituality? Because it's, it's through our individual yes. lens. Oh my goodness. Yes. So when you speak in it, going back into light language, when you speak in it, I noticed that there's so many people when they speak it, it, it sounds different. You know, it's almost like different dialects. Have you noticed, is that something you've noticed in your experience? too? <laughs> All the time. Um, I've got lots, uh, we call them uh, light language accents. Uh, yes. Is what, is what my kids have acknowledged it as. Um, <laughs> and it, it will shift depending upon who I'm talking to, what I'm talking about. Um, I've noticed within my own experience, if I stand outside and I look at the Pleiades, 
light language is different than if I look at Arcturus, which is different than if I'm looking at Sirius, than if I'm looking at all the other uh, star systems that we're told, uh, you know, the star seeds have come in here. Yes. On the planet. And so each one of those has a different dialect. Um, and so for the individual that may not have discovered that piece of it, they're resonating with whatever their star seed code happens to be. And that's where the dialect comes through. Um, Beautiful. Additionally, you also have that space of um, a picture is worth a thousand words. And so if we're taking light and we're slowing it down to the point that we can hear that vibrational frequency, so slowing down the high frequency of light into something that's auditory, um, then how you describe a picture is going to be different for everybody. Right. And so then that also gives us a slight variance in how it sounds and you know, the words that we use. Um, mm. Expression of light language. I have to say something, Brian. I was really excited to interview you because I love the fact that you have the rational side, like the logical, and then you also have the spiritual side. And you're able to, like the way you explain the spiritual side of things. So even talking about light language, I get it because you're able to bring it into so that my mind will be able to grab hold onto it and be like, oh, yes, yes, yes. You're very good at doing that. You're very good at combining those and finding that balance. Yeah. Thank That's you. pretty, yeah. <laughs> I had a patient once call me the grand digester because I helped to take oh. what was going on in her world and I could digest it down into parts that she could then assimilate. Yes, absolutely. You have a gift in that too, yes. So what if I were to ask you, what is your favorite dialect that has come through? The Pleiadian one is the one that I resonate the most with. Um, I also enjoy, enjoy the Arcturian portion of that as well. Um, still playing around with the singing it. Um, yes. And some of that's from history and I didn't have singing lessons as a kid. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's the vulnerability. There's the, you know, there's the, oh, I'm human and I'm doing things. I don't know what I'm supposed yes. to be doing. I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, actually, my favorite part of all of them is um, I will frequently speak light language as I'm drawing. Um, and so ah. then... It will, it will show up and I can see, you know, if there's phrases that are repeated, I can actually look back into the artwork and go, oh, here's that same phrase and those bits of light code are very similar, right? Maybe a couple dots or lines out of a place, but they're very similar in how they show up. And I enjoy that space of here's something that cognitively I know where it's coming from, but I also don't have control over how necessarily mm. it's flowing through. Um, and it's showing up in a repeatable pattern that then my conscious mind can, can process. Wow. Would you say that the, the dialect or the accent that, that comes through, like the, I should say the main one that comes through has to do with your soul origin, like your star soul origin? Absolutely. And I think that's why the Pleiades and the Arcturus um, resonates the strongest with me, um, because I've got a lot more Arcturian than, than Pleiadian, um, but both of them are very strong um, as far yeah. as my connection with those star systems. Absolutely. I totally sense that Arcturian. Absolutely. It's very strong. Um, what was the other one that I wanted? There was another question that was coming through. We'll see if it comes in. Um, for people who are starting or who are still in that vulnerable place where they, they can speak it, they can draw it, they can you know sing it, but they're not, they're kind of like, no, I don't want to share it. I don't want to, what will people think about me? What are some golden nuggets you, you have to share with them? Um, the first piece is going back to the teacher as far as chop off your head, right? This is, I love we're, that. So, we're so hooked into a world of um, ego and what other people think about us. But if we're showing up and just allowing our light to shine, 
then it doesn't matter what they think. Either they can embrace it or they can't, or they're somewhere in between, but it's not for us to determine, right? We go into it, no expectations. They get what they get out of it. Um, and we get a chance to be, uh, find a deeper version of our authentic self. I love that. I love that. Do you have that art with you? Oh, there's someone already grab it. The one with the head. And it looks like this light coming out of the, the neck, up, but there's no head. Um, that one, I do not. No. You mean the one that I posted yesterday? Is that every? Yes. It reminds me of that one. When you say chop your head off, it reminds me of exactly that one. Yeah. There was, yeah. I did a whole series of those. And unfortunately those are at my office. Ah, um, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we don't, I didn't bring all of them with me because I wasn't sure how much show and tell time we were going to have. <laughs> your art is amazing. I would have been in trance yeah. just looking at all of them. Um, oh man, this is okay. There's like so many questions that wants to come through but it will all come in as we flow. Yep. Okay, let's just dive into your art because I want the, the listeners and the, those watching, and again, I'm gonna remind you, this will be a great interview to actually watch um, on YouTube because you get to experience the magic of the art. So at this point, do you have any art with you you would love to share with us? Yeah, I picked out three pieces um, and they actually work with the story that I've told so far. Um, the first one is a, uh, uh, I had read a, an article talking about there's a theoretical model of DNA where we all know about the, the double helix, the double stranded helix. Um, and they figured out biologically that actually you can make a 24 stranded DNA rope. Um, and so, oh, stop doggo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, uh, uh, so I read that article and had gone um, up to Rocky Mountain National Park with my kiddos um, just to spend the day and was coming back. And there was a song on the radio by a band called a Tribe Called Red. Um, yes. They have a line in there about our DNA is of earth and sky. And so driving down the canyon back towards Lyons, Colorado, um, I ended up seeing this. Whoop, turn it sideways Ooh. here. Right. Um, and so we oh, ended up with my gosh. 24 strands that are going through the whole thing. Um, going down into the point of singularity. And then we have the four elements on the corners with the uh, um, water, earth, air, and sky. And each one of them are pulling six or 12, six strands of DNA interlacing and eventually going through the mandala into that point of singularity. Oh my goodness. And of course I'm driving while I'm, I'm seeing this. So that was before light language had come online. Um, yeah. And yeah, just I, I understood finally how like Mozart and Beethoven were feeling as far you know they could hear the entire concert, and yes. now you gotta, now you got to tease out all the notes. Um, and so you know I drew the base, uh, you know drew a couple little thumbnail sketches of what it was that I saw, and then tried to figure out how to do this. I actually haven't had an art class since I was in seventh grade. Um, wow, was never anywhere close to this detailed at a younger age. Um, and uh, 2015, my dad ended up, uh, was passed away from terminal cancer. Uh, and at the time I had told a lot of my patients or I was counseling them as far as the, uh, that's when all the complex coloring books were coming out for adults. Um, and I was suggesting, hey, go get those coloring books, good meditative practice, especially if you don't have a meditative practice. And it worked out, you know, they were um, embracing that. I went to go do the same thing to process his passing and realized, hey, I used to doodle, let's color my own drawings instead. 
Um, mm. So over the course of four years, that stuff started showing up and got more and more detailed as I was learning. Um, and then eventually we ended up with pieces like what you're seeing contemporarily. Um, the thing that I posted yesterday was actually drawn in uh, 2016, as far as the, the monk that turned into the vapor. So Yes, yes. Wow. So... I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so the other one that we got here, um, this is a, I had a patient ask me for, um, to draw a goddess grove. Um, and as soon as she said those words, this is exactly what I saw. Um, wow. And so she originally wanted just a five by seven, uh, which wasn't mm -hmm. big enough to fit this on it. Um, and so we worked with it and it got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger until I finally ran out of large pieces of paper that I could find. Um, <laughs> And so then you have the cosmos up top, the tree being the connection in between them, and then the cosmos down below. Uh, Wait, bring it, bring it down a little bit. Oh, sorry. So we can see the cosmos at the top and the bottom. Ah, there, there. Okay. There we are. Okay. Wow. Right. And then um, from the goddess piece of it, I didn't intend to draw female figures and the whole thing, but that's what ended up coming through it. Um, and then we got the Vesica Pisces down low. Uh, with the uh, you know, one of the first divisions of uh, sacred geometry that mm -hmm. showed up. Um, so we've got a gigantic tree floating in a sea of yen connecting to the yang of the heavens. Um, wow. So look at that. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. Wow. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> So in the, actually, this is the one that up here in the tree, let me see if I can get that on the, maybe? Yeah, up in this, up in here was where I was uh, sort of, it was the light language where it showed up and I realized I was writing it in shading the trees, but it's so overlapped that you really can't see that specific light language code. It's just there. So, wow. Um, and then over the course of, let's see, this one was 2019. So we're a year and a half into that one. Um, and at the beginning of a, a quarantine last year, I had one of my patients who saw the big mandala that I have at my office, yes. uh, and they asked me to, to do a piece for them uh, for their house. Originally, I was going to do it on the wall. Then they disclosed they're moving back to Germany. A couple of years, long story short, turned onto a canvas piece, um, and that was the Uluru mandala, which was the mandala up of uh, Ayers Rock, Uluru, the uh, which is the sacred. Oh yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, I wasn't skilled enough with paint, so I did the mandala, and my eldest child, who's now 16, actually did the sunset with the, the rock feature in the foreground for me. Um, wow! So it was a great uh, connection as far as, uh, you know, father-daughter experience, and she was happy because I paid her some for part of the commission. And those <laughs> <laughs> of course! Wow! So what is the story of the art behind you? <laughs> um, <laughs> This one showed up, uh, the, the woman that I had mentioned earlier, as far as sharing light language with for the first time, our relationship was falling apart um, because our paths were, there's still a lot of love, but the paths were clearly diverting. Um, and I needed a space to be able to define and translate the divine feminine energy. Um, and this showed up in a uh, through a series of looking at Instagram pictures and everything else, like, oh, I need that component here, that component there overlapped the whole uh the whole piece so um scoot sideways here so we've got um the pyramid with light language on it uh and then reflected down into a lake underneath it with uh 
um, waterfall in the foreground here, all the crystals and then the light coming up off of it. Actually, these are the Pleiades. If you look at it closely, um, there's a couple of Oh, yes, yes. That have the Pleiades as far as that star system, which gave me the divine feminine connection as well. Um, the fractal design in the outside, all of this is light language, um, both within the spirals uh, and then within the interstitial spaces between those. It's, it's seven or eight layers of just overlapping light language on light language on light language. Um, and even the, the shading on these crystals has some written light language on it as well. Um, and this was, wow. was not quite here's one picture that showed up in my, you know, a singular picture like the DNA spiral, um, but definitely had the Vesica Pisces with the, the fractal design on the outside and then it's filled in slowly over time. Um, and that was a lot of time, not only painting, but also staring at it and going, okay, what comes next in this, in this grand? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that um, the outer part is all light language, like just layer upon, it makes yep. sense why when I first saw it, I kept trying to like get it, like zoom into it. And I didn't know why I was doing that. I was like, what is there? There's something there. I need to see something there. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Incredible. and the weird thing is that the camera won't pick it up, right? It, it can't see the light language. In exactly. fact, it's, it, it's, it's very out of focus. The, the vibration is too much. In fact, sitting in front of it's a little, uh, uh, we'll just use the word intense at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel, I mean, all of you, like I told you before, all of your arts is every time you post it, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this magic right here? What is going on right here? It is <laughs> such a gift to humanity right now. And um, listeners and those who are watching, I hope you're experiencing this like I am. It is, I mean, I, I haven't, I've never, I haven't met anyone who does what you do in the way that you do it with so much like intense knowledge and wisdom and light coming out of it, it it's mind-blowing it's overwhelming absolutely thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I mean, this is my therapy when it comes down to it right the the tensions the stresses of the world the patients that i i try to help you know the aspect of being a dad um all of those things uh you know over time they weigh heavily upon you and you need to have something as a form of release Yes. Um, and this is my way of positive releasing all of that tension so that I can uh, show up and do it again tomorrow. Well, on behalf of humanity, thank you for showing up and sharing your light with us because that's badass. It's incredible. <laughs> wow. If you were not sharing it, I'd be like, uh, this is a sign. Get it out there now. <laughs> incredible. Well, that, thank you. Actually, one of my I used to teach at the acupuncture school that I graduated from. And one of my students had, um, he's seen most of my work and he's, you just put it out there, you know, don't worry about anything else. You know, I'm looking at it, here's my therapy. There's a space of vulnerability. Do people like it? Do they not like it? Um, you know, the story of I've got no official art education, um, but I don't think this is taught in art school. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's the feeding my own ego is, is present within these pieces as well. Yeah. Wow. So Brian, with that said, is there a light language or message that would like to come through you for our, our listeners? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, I've got the a RAV, which is a, a steel drum, but it's got tension on the inside. So it's got long resonant notes. Um, and using that with light language um, 
we can uh, put together a, a short little meditation for them and open up the heart center and working on uh, expressing uh, our divine gifts um, fearlessly uh, and with great bravery into the world. Yes, we're ready. We're All right. ready. <laughs> All right. Well, and the dog goes sitting next to me, which is his favorite spot to be when I turn on the rav. So are we of course. <laughs> All right. So if everyone can just get comfortable for a moment. All right, whatever position works for you, meditative or otherwise. Oh, drink of coffee, that's a good idea. Feel yourself center, right? Find your midline, pull your energies towards that. Allow yourself to extend all the way down into the earth and all the way up into the heavens so that you're the conduit in between the two. And place your receiving hand, which is your left hand, on top of your heart so that you can feel this vibrational um, message come through for you. vibrations to soak into every cell of your being as it illuminates every aspect of yourselves and feel my gratitude 
for listening and being part of this with me today. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. It's very interesting. As I'm listening, it felt like a warrior, like the warrior energy. That's yeah. what was awakening. Yeah. And like my warrior woman side, like yep. stood up, like straight <laughs> up. I was like, okay, all right. But it felt very warrior energy. Yep. Well, that's what we're needing right now on the planet, right? We're needing the warriors to stand forth. We need to be gentle yet have our, yes. our warrior presence all at the same time. Um, and it's a, uh, transitional time on the planet for sure. Hence why this podcast is so important. Absolutely. I love that you said that because there's, there's a correlation between the heart and the warrior energy, the warrior, the true warrior doesn't come from the mind. The true warrior is from, is rooted within the heart. Agreed. And we, we need to remember that and start operating from that space. Yes. Oh, Brian, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so how, how do we find you? How do the listeners find you? How do they buy your art? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a couple of them on my list. <laughs> I'm just floating out in the cosmic soup. You can find me somewhere. <laughs> so um, I post most regularly, you know, five, six times a week on Facebook under my name, Brian Mears. Brian with an I, Mears, like Sears with an M, as in Mary. Um, I'm also on Instagram at the at ACU underscore warrior, A-C-U underscore, I'm sorry, not warrior, art, ACU underscore art. <laughs> um, the, uh, and then uh, I've got um, acupuncture is gentleneedling.com. If somebody is here local in Denver and wanted to come uh, see me in my clinic. Uh, and then I've got my artwork posted at uh, brianmears.fineaw for artworld, fineaw.com. Beautiful, beautiful. So go find Brian and get your hands on some of these delicious art. That is if I don't beat you to it. (laughs) 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 Oh, they're so delicious. I can't wait. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you for joining me on this podcast and sharing your light with us and having this delicious chat with me. Thank you for your your energy. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your presence. Yes. Namaste. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you listeners. And those of you watching, thank you for joining us in this week's, you know, podcast episode. And I want to hear from you. How did this resonate with you? What did this awaken with you within you? What inspired you? What, what inspiration did you receive from this episode? I would love to hear from you from my heart to yours until next time. Bye everyone. Thank you.